Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, Rip Rex, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, y'all kicked the ass of some people who weren't, you know, backed by gods. And I guess technically one who was, sort of, but not as much as you. Yeah, got him. God loves me more, neener, neener, neener. <laughs> Beast battle cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this time, there's some shopping to do. Yeah, we were all headed to town to have lunch together and hang out and let those not familiar with uh, Shadow Plain cities get to see the city. Yes. Yeah, and sell some trinkets because we have like a bag of gems. <laughs> yes, and from selling the gems and wand, uh, I believe divided amongst each other, you each get 790 gold, if I'm interpreting what you put there correctly. Yes. Yes. So is there anything in particular you are looking for? There's my shopping list. <laughs> a masterwork hat. A yeah, masterwork I, I want outfit. a masterwork hat and a masterwork outfit. I'm not sure what they might have available. Okay. Just in terms of what the masterwork bonuses might be. What is it? A silly hat? That's, I mean, I'm imagining, like, if possible, like a swashbuckler hat, which I guess by definition is a silly hat. Mm -hmm. Now I will be the one that wears the silly hats. Oh no, I've got to change my username. <laughs> to gain its effects, you must use a, a non magical hat worth at least 10 gold. It's for day one. Perform a deed. Plume provides you with one panache point that can be used for that deed. Once used, the plume appears wilted and bedraggled until its magic is replenished. Yeah, the plume of panache basically just it, it lets me pay a thousand gold pieces and I get an extra panache to my pool. Okay. So, um, there's a 75% chance that that is available. So, uh, would you like high or low? Or I always want to get high. Difficult to calculate in this instance, middle. <laughs> oh, well, if it's more trouble for you, then I definitely want the middle. I think it would make you lose out on a single number. <laughs> okay. I'd actually like uh, the middle three quarters. Hmm, interesting. That's the middle. <laughs> yeah. But just the three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said hi, Chris. Yeah, please. I'd love to get high. Okay. Let's go. If I, if I roll twenty-five or less, it's not here. That is unfortunate as fuck. Oh, I, I forgot 20. to specify only prime numbers. Only. <laughs> so you do not find 
unfortunately, a plume of panache. That, that's but okay. I was on the fence you can of buying it anyway. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold on to that money and put it towards uh, a bigger bigger purchase in the future down the line. Okay, and the potion of reduced person. There is at least one. Let's see if there are two. There are two. Nice. Uh, the mundane items I'm going to say you can find regardless, uh, but I will roll um, a few times on my little table that I made uh, to masterwork uh, to see what grades we've got. I'll do three rolls for each. All right. So it looks like there are two finds and an exceptional of the hat. And there are also two finds and an exceptional of the outfit. Neat. Um. And I will, for the size of the city, I will do a single roll of each with a 25-point bonus. And so there is another fine hat and a masterpiece outfit. A masterpiece outfit. So, um, of course, fine is the lowest, excellent is second tier, exceptional superior masterwork and masterpiece in that order wow <laughs> a masterpiece outfit sounds ridiculous <laughs> um i think something that's just fine um for for both the hat and the outfit because I, I i imagine that when riley's looking for the clothing it's for basically a new outfit for adventuring i mean the hat was for the plume since he needed it but he also kind of wants one all right well, um, if you go into uh, like what kind of outfit you want, add 50 gold to that, I believe. Uh, yes. And uh, you can have what you like, and there'll be a, an assortment of them, I think, of fines. Cool. So you can, you can pick what um, one trait you want on it. Uh, Leaf, is there anything that you would like to purchase? Uh, I, I don't know if there's like research materials I can get a hold of because um, he's kind of interested in crafting his own armor, but he is currently uh, without, excuse me, without the means to uh, acquire, was it living wood? Okay. Cream uh, wood. Yeah. Um, so living wood is uh, difficult to find around mm -hmm. here, but um, give me a diplomacy check to gather information. Diplomancy, 17. 17, okay. So somebody approaches you uh, after you go around asking about uh, saying that they have uh, Sorry, it was Greenwood, by the way. Oh, Greenwood? Uh, does it do something different from Livingwood? I think it's the same thing. I don't think Livingwood is, is like the name of the thing. I think it's Greenwood. Uh, let me double check. Is some... I think I'm thinking of Living, living Steel, perhaps. Hmm. Um, okay, got Contents. Greenwood. Yeah, I was thinking of Living Steel, um, which is technically wood. Is uh, it? 
Yeah. Oh. Um, Greenwood has wood to determine the price of Greenwood items. Secret of Greenwood lies in its harvesting. Each length is thing so. From tree animated by Trent to cut with care and avoid the death of the tree. <laughs> Dry it and blah, 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 blah. So this is the stuff that stays alive if, as long as it's watered. Uh, living steel, on the other hand, is uh, the bark of a special kind of tree, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Uh, living steel, some trees suck up potent minerals through their roots and in some ways others draw water from the oh, ground. Living the steel is actually pretty cool. Yeah, let's do that instead, I guess. Can I do like an alloy of the two? I don't know. I don't I don't know if you could alloy the two like that would that not instantaneously like even with a druid that would take a long time <laughs> of just, like crossbreeding I just get a greenwood tree and a living steel tree and then I speak to them in sylvan and I go you two breed and then they do and they make me a fancy set of armor don't think that's how it works, nor that it works that quickly nor easily. Uh, even even with a druid, I think that would take some time. Uh, although, like you would have benefits to that. Um, but yes, um, if you're looking around for both, um, somebody would approach you saying that they have. Uh, information you might be interested in. However, they would they would like you to purchase this information from them. Please name your price. So they offer to tell you this information for two hundred and fifty gold. I think I can part with that. Okay, so you pay them that, and they will lead you to a small back alley. Uh, I've got a box with me, of course, for the record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, like, you haven't checked him, of course, but he doesn't seem to be doing, like, while shady, he doesn't seem to be directing his shadiness at you. Hey, man, uh, do you want to talk about trees? Let's go to this alley. So, within the alley, however, um, you'll find that it's almost less an alley where he gets you in more a sort of cloistered street. Uh, there's a small descending staircase next to one of the buildings uh, to which there's a sign with an odd set of runes on it. Taking you inside, uh, an odd, a sort of pungent scent uh, does, does kind of hit you in the face as you enter. But looking around, uh, you appear to be in a shop filled with uh, a thing that you would probably notice quite quickly is a variety of odd plants. However, um, there are other things as well, um, from curios and knickknacks to sort of like uh, like pet-looking animals. And th this looks like a sort of catch-all shop that deals in a lot of living things. So this this person um, who introduces himself as Garrick will uh, explain to you that what exactly you're looking for, you're not going to find here. Like he knows about it. He knows about it from this guy and he points over at a rather elderly man of what you would guess uh, not native to the Shadow Plane, uh, given his 
uh, dark, sun-kissed complexion, uh, but rather most likely either a denizen of Helios or perhaps Solaria. Um, but the old man seems to be probably blind in one eye and uh, not very perceptive out of the other. But he, you do tell, or you are able to tell that he listens closely. Um, but Garrick mentions him. As, as I've learned a lot about the uh, the outside from the sky here, and uh, uh, which Garrick, by the way, is a uh, Kaol. And <clears throat> says, "Thought about your trees that you're looking for. You're not going to find them here. They don't exist here. But." That's not to say that there's nothing that won't fill that niche, you know? So, and he'll, uh, he'll bring you over and to what looks like sort of like almost a, um, modern art piece looking piece, sort of like, uh, like, you know, the bean or the cloud bean or whatever it's called, like the big metal sculpture that's mirror plated. I'm Googling it. I think it's called the cloud bean. But cloud gate maybe it's just like a chrome dome shaped like a bean yeah okay yeah that's the one it it's kind of like reminiscent of that but uh in instead of being bean shaped there are several oblong sort of twisty shafts that are coming up out of a little pot um, but they are extremely chromic like that, very reflective. Um, and says, I think this might, uh, might catch your fancy here. Doesn't look like it, but this here is a fungus type, uh, type of mushroom sort of thing. Now you shouldn't eat this shit. It'd probably, uh, it'd probably kill you, but, uh. It, it still might uh, fill the niche you're looking for. It's not much, but uh, I'm sure somebody of your persuasions uh, might be able to get a little more out of it than uh, what you can purchase from here. Interesting. And uh, I, I think he nails down next to it and strikes up a conversation. So <clears throat> you begin talking to it. Um, and uh, Garrick's like, well... I heard y'all could talk to plants, but this is a little... That's a little weird. Oh, okay. You done paid me. I'm gonna go out and... Uh, he turns his attention to the old man. He's like, I'm gonna go out and see if I can find anyone else. And he, like, puts down, like, a hundred, a hundred of the gold that uh, you gave him on the table, which is uh, shortly thereafter kind of, like, picked through and slowly... Drug, drug off the table into something behind the counter. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I think he just introduces himself and uh, says, My name is Leaf Goldthrush, chosen of the first tree, Grandfather Oak. Hello. You hear what sounds like um, almost impish, not not impish as in devilish, but impish as in like childlike <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and 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 it's brighty. 
Uh, I'm just like laughter. picturing myself kneeling next to this like bucket of chrome mushrooms, and it just goes like me. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, uh, this, this almost childlike laughter uh, coming from them, and and they're just like <laughs> trees. I I take it uh, you're not very fond of such things that dwell in the light. Trees are old and dumb, and they just eat dirt. And you're young and smart and eat all manner of non-dirt things? We eat the dirt too, but we eat anything. And we eat things that we're not supposed to, and it makes us special. I see. What sorts of things have you been caught eating that you weren't supposed to? Metal. And then, like, you hear, like, a little chorus of voices that are like, metal, metal, metal. Um, I think. Any particular kinds, or does it not matter? Doesn't matter. Metal. Then, uh, I, I think he's got, like, a handful of silver pieces and copper pieces that he just kind of, like, tosses into the pot with it. And uh, says, then, this is for your time. Uh, but I was talking with the other man over there, and uh, I think I might like your acquaintance and potentially your companionship. Uh, I do quite quite a bit of traveling, and uh, I cross paths with uh, quite a bit of metal, surely more than you'd find uh, lurking down here. You, you kind of hear them chanting almost in unison. Uh, and uh, you said you've tossed in copper and gold or copper and silver? Silver. Copper, copper and, and silver. silver. <clears throat> uh, and they sort of, they're sort of chanting soft and shiny, uh, red and white. <clears throat> and, and they just keep sort of like repeating that. They're, they're like, you can tell like their attention is drawn away from you after. Uh, you toss the coins in. And for the most part, plants, um, like your conversations with them are imbued with your own intellect to some degree, but they are still ultimately unintelligent if they are unintelligent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I feel like you probably chatted with a great number of plants throughout, throughout like your downtime and such and find that most of them have very short attention spans. Uh, while some of them can remember far back, most of them don't keep up with things, if that makes sense. Right. Tough to connect it all together. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think he'll probably just like brush his hand across it and say, uh, uh, please, we, we were talking. Mm. There's, there's more of this these coins and uh, some things that you might find uh, much more fanciful where I've come from and surely where I've headed or I'm heading Uh, I would like to bring (laughs) I would like to bring you with me would you be interested in helping me on my travels Uh, these sort of chant towards you more more more, more, more. Uh, they they seem to be in agreement. Okay, greedily. Then, and like, 
you're you're pretty greedy for a plant like uh most most plants are just like unless they are like in a bad condition or something they don't usually give that much a damn about food because it's there neat so then uh yeah he will uh just kind of lean over towards the old man and uh just say well uh it seems we've become fast friends uh I would like to procure uh, these chrome fungus. Uh, he like lean, leans in and over, and pulls. Uh, he pull. He pulls the pot close, uh, as if inspecting it uh, with his bad eye. <clears throat> says, "You want all of them?" Uh, I I can't imagine. I necessarily need all of it. Uh, what's been your experience in cultivating these? They're slow to grow. But a little magic here and a little coaxing and feeding what they want helps them grow pretty well. And uh, have you found any metals? uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Convince them to grow faster? Mm, Weaker metals make them grow faster, but also makes them grow weaker. I see. Interesting. I've been feeding these here steel for oh, nigh on 12 months. And I assume you know that fungus normally quick to grow, not these. These grow slow. They have to break down what they eat. Good. Then uh, I would say half. And uh, in addition... When I make off with my portion, I would leave yours with a, a blessing. Promotes fast growth. Fair? Be appreciated. One How your, much would you ask? One in your position, about half. <clears throat> Assuming we're not splitting any stocks, do you want the larger of the two? I can't imagine I'm going to be particularly picky in regards to this, as uh, my plans for the immediate future is to cultivate myself. All right. So we'll give you the smaller half. It's about five pounds when you take them up at, up out the root. That and what will have to be healed from doing so. Call it... Hmm... Call it a thousand gold If you got it I can work down from there If you need to take less I can't say uh, I've exactly Specialized in uh, The gathering of coin on my travels Uh, Perhaps you could offer a discount If I were to uh, Solve the issue of any harm done to the plants And the harvesting In addition to the uh, Blessing of growth I have him make a sense motive. Feel like you're a man of your word, so. All right. How does 750 sound? I think I'm amenable to that. Good. Then I suppose if you would aid me, and he'll uh, place the pot between you, lean over, sort of almost to where he's laying down on the floor. And, and grab something from under 
underneath. And you see him pull a uh, adamantine. It's not a dagger, really. This doesn't look like it's it's made for fighting, but sort of a long, thin adamantine knife. Hmm. <clears throat> like, well, if you're going to do your healing magics, I suggest you start now. Uh, I, I'm imagining that, like, wood shape doesn't work on just, like, regular plant matter, right? Uh, it would not work on a fibrous um, plant matter, so it's not going to work on fungus. Okay. It, it would work on, like, say, vines or on, like, um, stalky plants, things like that. But, like, it wouldn't make them stronger or weaker. It just wiggle them about, basically. Okay. With fungus, though, because they are less fiber-based and a little more series of tubes, uh, they they do function differently. That's fine. Uh, so is he offering to make the cut, or is he handing the dagger to me? Uh, he, he's lining up to make the cut. Okay. Um, then I, I think he's just going to, like, whisper down, uh, apologies for this young one, so I'll, I'll make sure it's quick and as painless as I can uh, offer. And then he gestures for the guy to continue so he he goes down and at first he begins coming quickly but then you you see him slow of about the halfway point and then he gingerly sort of changes the angle of the knife uh probably over the next like 12 seconds or so as he carves and then like comes back out the other end uh with the same swiftness that he began with all all throughout the time the uh the uh, the mushrooms protest um, this uh, this severing of their mycelium, uh, and you notice he cuts all the way through the pot too. Uh, by the end of it, and as he splits it, like you'll see little tiny thin veins of what look like metal uh, that are like dug in even to the clay of the pot uh, from the cross section. And he'll he kind of like hefts them handily and hands you the lighter one. <clears throat> and uh, assuming that the coin has exchanged already. Yep, and, I just removed it from the sheet. Uh, upon you doing whatever you need to, I know that technically um, you give them fast healing as well, but they they still protested, and uh, he says. Well, I suppose if there's nothing else you need to do, then this transaction at least is concluded. I'll need to move these into a new vessel. Do you have any advice as far as cultivating these things so I'm not caught off guard? Use something earthen to contain them. They pierce into it, but not too far. If you put metal in, they will eat it. It takes time, but they'll eat. Don't leave it behind. Don't let them sit on metal. And if one of them grows and gets spore cap, keep it away. Spore mm -hmm. cap will plant its seed in any metal that those spores touch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 
unbeneficial, mind you. Perhaps the best way to convert an item into a regenerative resource, but blades will dull and armor will stiffen if changed in such a way. I see. How does the uh, fungus get along with other plant matter? Wood and such? I don't much care for it beyond what a fungus would. It still eats decay as any other wood. Good. Then he like pats his little satchel of the stuff and says, I thank you very much. And, uh, you know, like curtsies and makes his way out. So on your way out, um, you hear like, you hear from one of the little cages as you pass like, hey, 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 hey. And uh, he stops. What does he see? What's what's trying to talk to him? Uh, there's a small um, rubbery creature. It's it's uh, make me a nature check. You got it. Get ready for it. It's a big one. 38. Uh, you would recognize this as a uh, as a sturge, but you, you notice that there's something a little off about it. Perhaps it's a shadow plane variant or a particularly unique breed of them. But uh, a sturge is basically something in between a bat and a mosquito. Um, and it's just and it it's kind of flapping its wings. It doesn't look very comfortable at all. The cage is definitely too small for it to move properly. Uh, but this, it, like when you come back, uh, it like kind of sticks its nose or its proboscis through the cage and it's just like, let me out, feed me, get me out of here so I can eat. I think he just kneels down and he's like, oh, you sorry creature. And um, I... Like, what kind of demeanor do these things usually have? I mean, they are uh, a hungry creature. They're a hemivore. Uh, <laughs> they drink blood to survive. Um, and I, you would probably imagine that in captivity, that is difficult to feed properly or, or manage within reason uh, as it takes blood to feed um this one also looks to be a uh with, with your check a female um that is probably within her spawning season uh which is making her more agitated but overall they're not like evil creatures they're just doing what they're their own natural inclinations demand. Uh, right. but it's, it's generally just like vermin almost. They are more intelligent than vermin, but uh, like they, they have some level of sapience, but yes, um, they, they hunt creatures to drink their blood. They don't care about killing the creature, but when they are swarmed, when, when creatures are sworn by them, they can be quite a um, quite a problem. Right. And, uh, you know, this one's right about at spawning 
and and whatnot. So unless she has a, a inmate, though, it, that won't happen. Well, I, I doubt she's spayed either. And uh, you know, everybody knows that a, a sturge can smell. <laughs> I'm not going to say sturge pone <laughs> from like miles away. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so they, they do have keen noses um, for certain things. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's he, he'll just say, "Oh, you sorry creature." Uh, I, I'm afraid uh, in in this instance, I'm unable to help. And uh, I, I think he kind of grudgingly makes his way out. Okay, so just kind like of it, like a, it kind of like continues like screaming at you, telling you to come back as you leave. Yeah, but, I, don't, so you I don't think he's he's like ready to start a sturge epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. And while technically they are a magical beast in PF1, I actually like that they're just an animal in PF2, so I'm making them just animals. So <clears throat> you return to the group. Shadow, are you doing anything in particular? Oh yeah, Shadow had a reason for all this. Um as everybody else is is shopping and paying attention to that kind of stuff, she's going to pull her brother over to the side now that she's got him outside the palace. Um, she's actually going to speak to him in sign language so no passerbys can overhear. Um, and she's going to tell him, just be like, okay, this is big, big, big secret that you must not be sharing, Okay. Uh, he will respond to you in sign, like, what are you on, or what are you talking about? So, it appears that uh, there is a chance, anyhow, that I may get to meet our grandfather. He kind of stops. <clears throat> and it's just like, what for? Well, because there is something in uh, past or history of family that, uh, has to do with uh, my mission. So I talked to Grandmama, and uh, she said that uh, basically from the way it sounds, it is he agreed to have a baby, but only if she never say who with. So she has to speak to him and get permission for me to talk to him. But one condition is that I cannot be telling people. So I told her, I lied. I told her that I was not going to tell you. But it wasn't a lie at the time. I just changed my mind. Of course you did. I tell you everything. Well, if if you think it's worth me knowing, I'd appreciate anything else you learn. Well, I just, I did not... Uh, I do not know, you know, whether it, well, if it, if I meet where or when or nothing. But I wanted you to know what was going on, so that uh, if I kind of disappear for a little while, you know what I am up to. I don't want you to worry about me. All right. <sighs> Always up to something, aren't you? It is not up to something. I have mission. That doesn't make it not up to something. 
but I am kind of excited on personal level to know. I don't know how much difference it makes to me, honestly. I do not know if it makes a difference because I do not guess he cares no whole lot about this, but it is still nice to to know, to have uh, some ideal. That's, that's fair. But if you want to know what I find out, I will tell you, but uh, probably will take you to room or something so that there is no eavesdropping. Yes? Yes. But it is up to you whether you want to know who man is or not. Can you repeat that? It is up to you whether you want to know who the man is or not. I suppose I don't care that much. That is fine. But at the same time, I'd like to know. Then if I get to have meeting and find out, I will, I will talk to you. All right. But you cannot ever, ever tell anybody else. I told you. Yes. Do you, do you have plans tonight? Not in particular. I thought maybe after dinner, um, just you and I could hang out for a little while. Okay. Because I am going to go away soon. He nods. And I know that uh, you do not like uh, having certain other somebody there when we hang out. Absolutely. Okay. Ha! I get date with my big brother tonight. Don't put it like that. <laughs> but it is funny. And whilst you are ripping your brother, Riley is out shopping with Nina and Rousseau. Yeah. So you get a flowy outfit. Uh, for use in eating and fainting and a hat that makes you better at lying. That makes me look like I'm worth listening to. Although Riley already knows that he totally is worth listening to. Lying <laughs> to yourself. No. Um, <laughs> um, and so uh, I don't think Nina much thinks about like adventuring gear mm -hmm. or whatnot um but if you want to spend a thousand gold on a mithril pot she'd appreciate that a mithril uh, pot um, a thousand gold pieces on a mithril pot huh i think that, <laughs> I, I, I think that's how much it is <laughs> what, what's the benefit of giving her a mithril pot they're non-stick like perfectly non-stick uh, can Riley convince her to take like masterwork cooking gear instead? <laughs> oh, that's a cal cauldron. Hold on. Wow, she's a witch now. That's cool. What a twist. Yeah, but that was worth 2,000 gold. Yeah. She can put that on her Christmas list. <laughs> we'll see how the guild is doing by then. Hey. Oh, jeez. It it's still 2,000 for a pot. Gross. Um, never 
mind. That's just stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making it as a joke, but still, God. Um, but uh, yeah, just really some more clothes because like she doesn't actually have that many outfits. Um, just some more adventuring clothes so that um, she doesn't have to wear the same thing day after day and it get dirtier. Cool. Like in between uh, times when things can get washed. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm assuming you have like a little write up for her and you have like her equipment written down somewhere. So I, I think Riley, if she just mentions that she wants some like basic stuff, maybe some extra outfits, Riley will just give her like 33 gold pieces and tell her to go nuts. Okay. <laughs> you know, get what she wants. Don't like spend it all. Yeah. She might want to save a little bit for the future, but uh, she's been a good traveling companion. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, she deserves she'll, a share. She'll go shopping, and uh, when when she ultimately returns, like she'll have some stuff for herself, but she will have ultimately have have probably bought um quite a bit of like goods mm-hmm. um in terms of food stuffs, um drinks like a cask and stuff like that. Thing things to kind of like she she's been like you know cooking and whatnot and stuff and like while leaf is a good cook it's definitely road food right and and she's used to being in 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 host so she she's kind of probably aiding her own comfort with some familiarity there yeah that's Um, totally fine Rousseau, on the other hand, he yes. uh, he takes a lot of stock into various things throughout the town, uh, mm-hmm. and and see if anything is interesting. I think ultimately, though, um, he decides, mm, like after peering over items that actually interest him and their price tags uh given that he didn't bring like a massive amount of wealth with him just what he felt would be reasonable um mm-hmm. even even with the dosh that you all got uh not so much um he'll decide against any large purchases though uh I think he would probably think it wise to purchase some uh uh like a smattering of healing potions for the group as a whole as well as um some basic alchemical items and supplies that the party does not necessarily have in stock yeah given Uh oh and uh since y'all are lined up to go to um to be traveling through the shadow plane to some degree on the way to uh leaf's homeland uh perhaps some no we're not navigation here the portal master supposed to just portal is there or he could just make you a portal out never mind still good to have a map though (laughs) jeez oh man great good stuff He suggests buying a map. 
yeah, we should buy a map. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Totally um, original thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Riley will say if he wants to... I don't know. We'll fi figure out what exactly he wants to get. Um, Riley can fund him for that. I know when it comes to potions and even alchemical items, a couple hundred gold pieces don't really go that far. So... Um, if his suggestion would basically be to light potions for everyone, mm -hmm. uh, and so that would be two for you, two for Rousseau, two for Leaf, two for Shadow, two for Void, uh, two for Window, because y'all don't know she's not coming with y'all yet, um two for Nina and uh, he ponders and thinks like do you think Box and Wasabi use potions <laughs> I don't think they do I think they just stand next to Leaf until their boo-boos go away uh, Riley will say well if we're talking a crate full of potions it would seem more economical to purchase a wand possible can you use one I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I can use one. But if we had one, I'd be willing to learn. And I'm pretty sure Leaf could use it. Yes. And that may be a better option. And I think I brought this up at some point before, but uh, if, uh, if you want there are two kinds of wand that you can ultimately purchase one type is sort of like a limits per day uh uh that comes with risks if you use it too much and the other is just your standard 50 charge wand once it's done it's done mm -hmm. we're very economical adventures what price difference are we looking at uh, they would be the same uh, price, ultimately. Oh. The the dangers of the um, use per day ones is you get one use that is absolutely 100% of the time safe to use. After that, um, you have to, uh, if you try and use it, you even if you normally could just use it, you have to make a UMD check. If you fail, it breaks. I feel like we should go with a regular wand. Not not destroyed, breaks. But mm -hmm. if you use it again while it's broken, it will destroy it. Yeah, I like normal wand better. Okay. Yeah, so I, I guess what I'm thinking is, um, why don't Riley hook his guild members up with uh, a potion or two each, so Nina and Russo, just so they have something for emergencies they both can okay. rely on um and then we can consider getting the party a wand but i mean we're level nine a cure light wand's not going to go too far for the three of us so it'd be mostly for i don't know stabilizing people or like healing up <laughs> our minions when they get caught in the crossfire um but I, I think that at the very least riley will spring to get russo and nina each two cure lights all right so That's that'll 200. be 200 gold yeah. You can technically purchase like used ones too. Yeah, I'll buy the full thing. 
mm-hmm. for a penny and for a pound. Um, so since this is a party thing, I used the... Yeah, we'll pay for part of it. Yeah, I used the uh, two adamantine and two platinum I had for party stuff that was just like it didn't divide easily. And then I fronted the rest. But the wand is going to leaf because he's the only one I think that can reliably use it right now. Okay. So add that to your sheet leaf. 50 charges. Yeah, welcome to being our heel slut. Enjoy. Wasn't he already? Yes, by default. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be a plant if you want the leaf juice. (laughs) And then uh, I did buy Nina and Russo the two Cure Light potions for them to carry in case they get into big, huge time trouble. So much junk in my inventory. It's not junk. It's important materials. Got 14 doses of sod root. (laughs) Okay, that might be junk at this point. (laughs) Start tossing this stuff out. You have one processed sod root. Well, no, I've got two processed sod root and 14 normal sod root, which is worth one dose, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's that's what it is. I looked at the wrong According to my notes, I also have leftover wolfsbane. Hey, kids, you guys want to eat some candy? Hey, you've got poison. You can use it. You also have one-fourth of a hideout from undead drought. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like hides one of my legs. And you've got the elixir <laughs> of enlarged person. Oh, yeah, I do. I don't know who's going to drink it. Like, Leaf isn't. I guess I could, like, try and get Box to drink it. See what happens. Did you? Oh, yeah, you added the chrome fungus. Um, Here, I'll put it by... Uh, pounds and you ended up with uh, just under half so two pounds of crumb fungus alright so with the shopping done I'm assuming yeah I'm good <laughs> okay Um, you all meet for lunch as was I guess Posited by Tracy. Well, by Shadow. But well, by Shadow. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, what's the joint called? Where are we eating at? Yeah, Tracy. Shadow. What's the joint? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no freaking idea because Shadow. Probably has never eaten in town before because she's always at the palace. Like, she was just making an excuse to leave. A likely story to put the the responsibility back on me. No, I mean, seriously, she doesn't ever spend time in town. Okay. So, you come to a place which you cannot pronounce because none of you, well, none of you except uh, Shadow. Uh, oh, oh, Shadow, straight. what's this place called? I can't read the sign. Uh, <laughs> the slot house. Did you say the slot house? Slot, slot, S-L-O-T, yes. slot, okay. slot house. Yes. <laughs> known for its tiny rooms and they've got rooms full of slots <laughs> no the wall rooms are wall. the slots 
Oh. They're like they're they're like booths almost. Slotty booths. <laughs> <laughs> that seems unsanitary. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I concede. <laughs> so we have lunch. Yes. So you have lunch. At the... At the slot house. Which has pretty good, like, really good drinks and pretty good food for uh, low and fair prices, respectively. Nice. I, I hope they have dumplings. Uh, they have... <laughs> like, honestly, um, even to you, Shadow, the food that they serve here is a bit odd. A bit... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not esoteric. Eclectic. The food's a bit eclectic. Like, it, it's wide and varied, and, and they've got drinks of all numeration and name. Uh... And, I mean, the crowd in here is pretty chill. Like, like people are off in their slots. Uh, which, like I said, are like booths, but more private because they got like full backing. Um, and they're, they're doing their thing. Uh, so can our out. entire party fit in one of these slots? Uh, they do not have like a slot large enough to to get quite everybody, but they can add a table to the end and some chairs from like the middle, so that you can all still sit together. You just oh, kinda we're we're such a big party. It. We need two slots. I got you. Been there. <clears throat> and there's, you know, there's not much uh, going on except for a, a relatively. Uh, noisy man over by the bar um, dressed in what looked to be some form of cloisterly clothes uh, but he, he seems to be ranting a, a bit drunkenly about the state of the youth uh, <clears throat> as he uh, gets yet another ale What if instead of drunken rant, you sobered up and spoke to the Grand Duchess? Turn around, fucking kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he, he turns around and he's like, and what would that do exactly? Well, if you have some kind of concern about the community, she is the woman to address. I blame not the Duchess. But her whole people is shame in general. Did you watch this lot them? And, and oh, they, is that so? They is they they do nothing but party and drink and have excess all the time. And really? What, look, look out here. The youth know nothing of the gods. They hold up the shy in their place. They they don't 
don't they don't give a damn about piety and morality anymore all they they want to do is be rich and adjacent to them what's in charge they don't care about the divine and what are they doing to the soul immoral that it separates them from the divine for one they care nothing of the divine so that is step one uh, not step the first problem two they put their their advancement of themselves their selfishness above above their their fellow people their their kin even this is all very much news to me because I thought grandmama cared about me and Grayson very much and I know she cares about all the people in the town very much and she is helping me to establish a church oh she obviously then and he like scrunches up his face oh grand duchess wait no just duchess right ah duchess I'm not apologizing fuck that She I think obviously to, to, care, uh, cares to a shallow degree. I'm not speaking of yourself. She, of course, she has the power and the position. Well, she can care whatever about she wants, but but the people around are losing because they are those like the Shay above. They hold them up in place of the divine. Well, then you told you we are going to have a church, and I am going to try we to have change a me. church. You do not have my church. Well, it's going to be just as empty as mine. And what uh, God is it that you have a church to? The mother of twilight, Diminel. I do not know this god. Of course you wouldn't. As I said, the youth of these lands are godless. Well, I am not godless. And I spent a good part of my youth growing up in not these lands. And I am high priestess. So it is, uh, sounds like it is an obscure god. If she's obscure now, it's because her faith is faded in these lands. Well, all I can tell you is you are not likely to correct the situation by sitting in a bar getting drunk. I'm not likely to correct the situation so long as the Shire heralded as pseudo-gods over the divine themselves. I do not think most people see things that way. Do they not? Isn't that the whole reason that there's so many among the their harems and their and their servitude is because they they hold them up in the place of the divine. They believe them 
to have a greater spiritual meaning than 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 the divine some people in the harems maybe think that but that is not the the, the all of them there are many of the kayal that uh, join the harems just for the uh security and wealth that it brings yet those words and thoughts still poison the young minds if they are so poisoned why are they all still running around the city instead of sitting in the harem because they're trying to get themselves up there not everyone has the grand benefit of being a very attractive person who is like to gain entry with little work. I think you're just an angry man that sees things in a very slanted way. I think that you are naive. All I can face uh, judgment on is what I have seen, and I have not seen the grandmama try to tell anybody that she is a god. And have you I ever have seen her deny that to anyone? I've never seen anybody accuse her of being one. I have seen her pour much money into the city, into all kinds of programs to help people. As I say, she is uh, giving me space to make a church. She is very concerned about uh, what goes on in the community. And if you think these uh, these issues that uh, you think they are valid, then you should meet with her and discuss them. Nah. Personally, I think that that will offer this. But if you're willing to aid in such a meeting, I will take it. I will take whatever I can at the moment. But I think you also misunderstand me for villainizing the Shay. They are not all, though some I think may be evil or even trying upon this but it is this this thought this pervading sense that this information is true amongst our people and namely among the young people that is the evil then you talk to her and you start programs to help uh, help them understand that they are no different than the rest of us. They are people. There is good, there is bad, but they are still people. Just because they do not die does not mean that uh, they are above you. Maybe if you were not working with the youth instead of sitting in the bar drunk, you would be getting this point across. And you think I haven't tried? How cute. It is not about trying, it is about continuing to try. You have given up. I ain't given up, I'm just taking a night off. You change nothing sitting here drinking. I make myself angrier going out and trying without a break. A break is one thing, ranting in a bar is another. Is it wrong to get things off one's chest? This is not wrong to get things off one's chest, but there are better ways to do it. And yet, here you sit, kidding to the Grand Duchess, here in this bar, surrounded by folk 
who don't dare speak over you. I did not stop them from speaking over me. Well, then, by all means, then, yes, strangers, say something for fuck's sake. Uh, I think this is a good point for me to ask, Sean, during this conversation, um, probably about halfway through it, could Riley have, like, just, like, slipped away from the table casually? And, um, like, uh, the... Yeah, you feel free to say otherwise, but the way I picture this is like a guy sitting on like a bar stool and he's just like talking and ranting at Shadow. Um, and he just ordered an ale. Um, so if that ale is still on the bar behind him, I'd like Riley to just like scoop it. Um, like Riley's going to go stand at the bar, but he's going to scoop this dude's drink from him. And uh, I want Riley to talk to the bartender to get the rundown on this dude while this conversation's going on. All right. Uh, we'll have you make a stealth first and then a sleight okay. of hand if that succeeds. Yeah, great. I have decks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great. That, that's a uh, 10 stealth. I guess the slot house is a bit too cramped for stealth. <laughs> um, yeah, he is distracted and drunk, so you do have that going for you. So uh, you will um, escape his notice, at least for the moment. Um, go ahead and make me a sleight of hand. That's a 21. He does not notice at all that you take his drink from behind him. Uh, and are, are you just going to stand there and ask the... the uh, so Riley's not going to drink this dude's drink right next to him and have a conversation. Like, I imagine that Riley like maybe moves down to the corner of the bar. So maybe there's like three to five stools between him and this dude um, before he strikes up this conversation with the bartender. And it's just like, What's the uh, deal with this guy? How often does he come in and do this sort of thing? That sort of thing. Uh, make me a diplomacy check. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, that is a 27. <laughs> you mean get drunk and rant or come in for drinks? Or argue with the Duchess's granddaughter? Uh, let's do get drunk and rant first mm, here and there not too common in the current he's here most nights just for a drink or two when it really starts wearing on him he'll go yammering on for a bit but not uh not something I blame him for drinks are free for him anyway he's done a lot of good around there <laughs> <laughs> Riley does like a uh, silence, like raise the glass at the guy, but even though he's not paying attention <laughs> once he hears that his drinks are free. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, and he, he like puts his hand out to copper. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Riley will uh, give the dude a silver piece for the trouble. Because <laughs> I'm an adventurer and money doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Um, so with that, um, I, I feel like probably around the, the back edge of that with uh, mm -hmm. your snooping and whatnot um, is when he's like, fucking say something. <laughs> Although he doesn't like motion at you. He's like motioning at the booth. Right. 
Uh, then quickly, uh, Riley's going to ask the uh, bartender what this guy's name is. Father Aldrich. Aldrich. Cool. And he mentioned the, the god he worships. What was that again? Uh, the mother of Twilight, Diminel. Diminel. Uh, which... I mean, anybody who wants to make religion checks can. I'd love to. I have a right to that it now. It is an obscure god, as oh. um, but it you can still get it oh, even with just I, a ring. I got a slotty twenty. A, a slotty twenty. Uh, the name is familiar. Um, you seem to. Uh, I. I'll, I'll give you one, one thing out of a couple of sections so um you seem to remember her more as a goddess of death but more like a less like phrasma more like a a transition uh in the transitions like like a goddess of peaceful death sort of situation um and that she has something to do with dreams and is generally considered a good god. And their their colors are purple and blue. Interesting. Um okay. Cool. Then uh Lance uh, letting this guy rant, I guess, just for a little bit longer when he asked the table to speak up, and obviously anyone at the table could speak up at that point. Um but Riley wants to uh focus on this guy and uh See if any of um, his loyalties are resonant with Riley's. Out of weird coincidence. <laughs> I think you're... Because one of yours is heroism, right? Yeah. I think heroism would faintly resonate as if... Not, not that he is weak with a heroism, but rather that he has something that slightly aligns with heroism. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I would have guessed um, <laughs> oh he also loves victoria renwalt that's yep. weird <laughs> yeah everybody loves victoria renwalt uh <laughs> this thing must be broken just like everybody hates chris um <laughs> tell me about everyone it. loves raymond yeah. <laughs> cool cool uh, well, that takes Riley a second. So if the table wants to incite the drunken bastard a little bit, then by all means, if they don't, then I guess Riley will do something. Leaf's not getting involved in that. La Lady Zilla's not here. She would have interjected way the fuck before this if she was. Um, yeah, go ahead, Riley. Okay, cool. Then um, I, I guess Riley will just uh, politely ask the bartender to shoot uh, Father Aldrich down a... Uh, cool drink of water <laughs> he pulls As, out uh, an air cannon oh, uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, no nah, he'll um Aldrich like, will turn uh, having heard this um and once again uh, most of the people here are K.L. Uh, mm -hmm. as is Father Aldrich as is the bartender as are most but not all of the uh bar goers that are now like peering out or pretending not to hear whatever's going on right uh, uh although um you would probably notice several small um people around they're kind of share a weird split of features between like 
gnomes and goblins a bit, but also have like uh, like sort of scarification tattoos on them that you are not likely familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tracy, you would know them to be weighing um, uh-huh. as they are a common people uh, Neat. in the area. But he like turns to you. Aldrich goes and is just like, I don't want water right now. Uh, Riley raises the ale that he stole from this guy and um, says, got, well, uh, he like reaches like kind of like <laughs> slowly turning, reaching for the for the cup that was there. And he's just like, oh, bastard. <laughs> Riley smirks and says, I, I believe this drink is a bit more fitting for my faith than yours. Uh, tell me, I overheard you mention you worship Dimonel. Aye. Well, I happen to be traveling through these parts, and I'm not overly familiar. Would you care to enlighten me? Hey, he, like, t- takes a deep breath, and it just, like, sighs. Uh, Riley kicks out the stool next to him. Like, move a little bit closer. Let's have a chat. <laughs> hey, Take a seat like, right over here. Right over here. Take a seat. He's, he, like, levels kind of like a a grumpy glare over towards the, the other table, mm-hmm. where I'm sure Shadow... Doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and, but he he will move over. Yes. And be like, uh, and he's going to roll a sense motive. Yes. Now talk to me like I rolled a nat 20 on my knowledge religion check. Was it a nat 20? I thought it was a dirty 20. Uh, no, no. Tell me all the information about your god. Uh, <laughs> I, I see. Okay. Um, he begins uh, with well you see the angel of eventide is a goddess who eases us in troubled times of which now is a very troubled time and he like turns and and like grumbles that in the direction of, of the table and she washes over our dreams and our homes and in times of great death which are coming she eases our passing Riley will cock an eyebrow and say times of great death are coming do you say of course they are and what makes you say that because things have changed things are different now and they will never be the same. Yes, things are always they, changing, though. Are, no, not like this. And you, you speak back with sarcasm. But surely you, being an adventurer, must have seen the things that have already changed. Perhaps they are happening in your side of the darkness as well. Perhaps not, but you've been through ours. They're happening everywhere. It is because the ring broke and we are trying to fix it, you grumpy bastard. There's there's more. There's more. There's the quake. It was an omen the other day. Surely you felt. Riley, uh, like, I, I imagine he just, uh, 
started drinking when uh, Shadow called out and just finishes at that point. And he nods and says, of course. She's given me portentous dreams of that quake. And I do not necessarily know what they mean, but I know great change, unending change has come because of it. And I fear for those for whom death will come and have no easing of it. That's uh, an apt fear, I believe. And you're correct. I've been through an experience, experienced my fair share of the events that are afflicting the world and uh, spinning it on a darker course. Uh. Confirm something for me as I'm apparently pissed sod drunk. Come with me. And he'll stand up and walk to the door. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> in for a penny. Well, in for a, a pretty pound. straight line. Like he's obviously drunk. Right. He's obviously used to being drunk. Yeah. Uh Riley will finish the rest of the ale that he stole from this man and stand up and just like give a nod to the party that's still enjoying their lunch. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go <laughs> see what I can do with this guy. And, um, he'll, uh, bezounce. So when you walk outside, he just looks up. It's like, tell me that's not different. Riley looks up into the darkness and, like, squints. <laughs> you, so, uh, of course, the sky here is a weird for you. Mm-hmm. Um, make me a perception check. Let's do it. And how okay. much have you looked at the sky since you came here? Uh, well, that perception is a nat one for an 11. But also, uh, probably a fair bit during the dragon fight, <laughs> I guess. Like, um... That, no more or less than usual I suppose so you look up and you don't really notice anything off mm-hmm. like it, it looks like the sky to you right. or, or well the shadow plane sky there's the dull red moon slash sun slash whatever the fuck it is that, that very dull red light mm-hmm. source um, that barely barely brings any light down um, and you don't really perceive any stars or anything. Uh, so it's just that. And nothing, I mean, obviously to you, that's a little weird, but right, you would imagine it's the same. It's It's yeah. been the same. Uh, then Riley will just say, um, you'll have to forgive me. I'm sure my eyes don't quite work the same as yours here. Uh, what are you pointing out? And he points at the sun-moon thing. It's mm-hmm. wrong. It's not where it was. It's always where it was, and it's not where it was. Oh, I see. So it's it never moved before, but now it's moved. Yes. Can't you see that? <laughs> uh, I suppose I should have looked closer, but... Uh, no, I, I, I'm assuming that's troubling, then... It's just about as troubling as a red-skinned beast taking over a forest and random earthquakes and I'm sure plenty of other things that are happening everywhere. 
What's what's your name, young man? My name is Riley. Riley Morheim. At your service. Well, Riley, there is one thing that has been unchanging in all of history. Perhaps I cannot speak with 100% certainty for your side of the darkness, but here it does not move. It has never moved. And this is the light side of everything and a darkness so blaringly and blindingly black rests at the other side and I fear now that it comes for us. And with it, its hordes and its darkness and its death and its pain. Surely you can't be the only one here to have noticed this and to find it alarming. So few care. That's the alarming bit. Even you. No more or less alarming than red-skinned beasts. Riley kind of just crosses his arms and just like looks around a little bit and uh, he'll say... There's, I have experienced a great many of things on my travels here, and a lot of them point that the world is moving in a terrible direction, and it's every time I go to sleep that I'm forced to face with these thoughts of the world being consumed by forces I don't rightly understand. So, forgive me if I come off as uncaring, because that's certainly not the case. I honestly just wish I had better answers. But perhaps this can help slightly, Father, that uh, perhaps our meeting here is no sheer coincidence maybe knowing that there are forces out there who are paying attention to these things. And in fact, Father, I'm attempting to do all in my power to ensure that these things that threaten our world do not come to pass. And that's an immense burden to bear, immense weight to carry. He, he like takes a step closer to you. Like there was a, you know, a, a step or two's space between you prior as, as he gazed up at the sky. Uh, he, he takes a step close to you and he like, he grabs your hand. Mm-hmm. And he, he, look, he looks at you like he's a, he's a little bit shorter than you. Not much. It's right. scruffy, kind of late middle-aged man. And just like, I appreciate you trying. Some of it though. Uh, like his, his face screws up like he's practically on the border of tears you're too late yeah Riley slowly nods um even even if you stop more if, if I'm 
to believe my dreams, if I'm to believe in my goddess and those dreams, this will only continue. And he points up at the sky. The great blackness will come, and with it, the pain and the buzzing, stingers and the chains. Riley will uh, look at this slightly shorter than him, man, and um, I'll wait for a moment just to make sure his attention, Father Aldrich's attention is now returned, focusing on Riley. Um, and Riley will say, I don't think I've said these words directly to anyone, uh, certainly not anyone in my party, but I can see that this troubles you. And I'm regretfully forced to acknowledge that there are things about what's happening that I cannot fix. But for someone so concerned, such concerned as you are, I would like you to know that I promise everything I do, every step I take moving forward is to achieve an end that prevents everything from being lost. And the moments that I succeed in that, I will spend the rest of my days correcting and seeking to correct the damages that have been done to our world. I know it may not mean much from a stranger, but that is the legacy I intend to imprint on this world. And uh, I think Riley, like, uh, instinctually, just like you said, he, uh, this guy has grabbed, like, grabbed Riley's arm. I think Riley, like, grabs him back and squeezes, not, like, super tight or anything, but I think he just, like, as he's talking, just, it becomes firm. Um, and uh, Riley becomes a bit focused. I appreciate that. I do. I can tell from your words that You've got a good heart. And I can tell from your calmness that you have not inconsiderable ability. If only, if only it were as easy to save as it is to say. And like, he's crying at this point. Um, is anybody else like still paying attention to this? Like you trying to hear out the door or anything? That would be impolite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take that. The silence is a no from shadow. No, she ain't concerned with this guy. Okay. Riley's going to like, if this dude starts crying, um, Riley's going to put both hand, like a hand on each of his shoulders and say for me I can't even consider the possibility of failing it's not in my makeup it's not how I operate I'm going to keep aiming for as high as I can reach Father your uh, the, the, the faith you present in this town you say it's has it, it's been troubled how is the church you run doing the church is old and well built in terms of its structure it's fine in terms of its patronage it, it is it's struggled fewer and fewer come fewer still find the faith anew 
As I said, the youth do not care for the gods. They would rather place idols in their place. And I fear not only for their pain, but for their souls. Riley slowly nods and says, A quick tale, then. There was a time I knew of someone who spends every day uh, burying sorrow and anger at the bottom of flagons and bottles. Uh, So consumed with this, he was that he had nowhere to call home, so he slept in the storeroom of the tavern in which he worked to earn meager means to pay for foods and the beverages that kept him warm throughout the nights. This man was defeated, and there wasn't a single mark he would make upon the world. He had lost everything that once felt warm and kind and true. There was no faith, there was no love, there was no life for this person. And at some points in these darkest hours, there was the smallest glimmer of hope appearing from out of nowhere, something to light the spark for adventure, to rekindle this man's desire to live. And I bring this up because, Father Aldrich, if you feel like your faith is not moving here, you have a passion for what's happening in this world. Join me on my quest to save it. Let me be your glimmer of light. And, but then damn the people of my home. That's true. It is up to you if you wish to turn your back on these people. That's a question you'll have to ask yourself. But I'm giving you the opportunity to pursue something bigger. Not bigger. I'd pursue something else. If you find the struggle here not moving forward as you so wish. I, 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 I do appreciate the offer and its sentiment. But I'm not ready to give up yet. Bradley nods and says, honestly, there wasn't a wrong answer to this question. To you. And he'll kind of like pat you on the shoulder. Thank you, Riley, for listening. Yes, of course. We, um, we both seem to be troubled by the same things. And a lot of my troubles come from my inability to stay in one place and help out the people who need it there. Because I have to try to save everyone. But knowing that you're staying here to guide those who need it against the troubles that are coming, that does me well. That does me well, too. So why don't we go ahead and get you that meeting with the Grand Duchess? Is that her formal title? Is. Yes. Uh, why don't we go ahead? Might as well be Queen, frankly. Mm-hmm. But who knows why they pick and choose what titles they do. Suppose I'll have to ask. I suppose you will. 
but I don't think working against them will do anyone any favors in these troubled times. Hopefully the two of you will be able to find some common ground moving forward. As I said, are nothing against the Shire themselves. Maybe their refusal to disillusion by their people. They'll suffer just as much as anyone else. And if they're sensible and can see in you what I have, then they'll, they will know that there's some wisdom to the words you speak. And hopefully that will be, uh, build unity to help this entire populace. I'll pray it right. Well, Miss Duchess, uh, like he shouts in the door. <laughs> what? Might that offer of a meeting still be open? I told you I would arrange it. I just, I need you sober before I take you before Grandmama. Allow me a few minutes. <laughs> a few and minutes he'll... as he go vomit in the bathroom or something? No, he, uh, he goes over to one of the empty tables in, in like one of the corners, one of the empty booths. Uh, and yeah, like, uh, Unless you're nosy about what he's doing over there. Um, really, I'm going to leave him to it. But uh, he will come out in a bit and certainly seem more composed uh, and a little less sweaty. Ah, sounds like magic to me. <laughs> Probably, yes. Probably. Great. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know when that happened during our lunch, but if we still have lunch to eat through, um, I'm pretty sure that that was probably really early on because I was still describing the place when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Riley would love to finish lunch before we have to leave and never come back to, uh, the slot hole. Was it the slot house? Slot house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if we can eat and. <laughs> go hook up this crazy depressed priest with a meeting with the uh, local leadership okay we'll pick up next time with uh, Father Aldrich yes and I'm pretty sure at this point almost every religious character I've named has their name starting with an A <laughs> oh that's probably true in fact, one of them at least has both of their names starting with an A. Interesting. I do that shit too much. I don't know why. No, it's okay. You'll break that habit eventually, champ. It's the first letter of the alphabet. It's just right there. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, 
And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Aeterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.